Welcome everyone to this week's episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype. My name is Greg Heyer, 3x3 Australian team squad member, uh, 2019 World Cup participant and 2019 Asian Cup gold medalist. I'll be your host each and every week for the foreseeable future. Hopefully I don't get kicked off, but I'll have the absolute pleasure of introducing uh, this week's guest, one of FIBA 3X3's finest and absolute superstar. Had an incredible year in 2019. Not, uh, number nine ranked player in the world, number one in USA, and that is Dominique Disco Domo Jones. Mate, thanks for uh, joining me today. Uh, absolute pleasure. I'm honoured to, uh, to speak to an absolute superstar. First thing, how's everything going? Everything is going well as possible. You know, missing a season right now. So, you know, hopefully we can get things back into them real soon. But I appreciate y'all having me on. Now, of course, and I think uh, we have to talk about the unfortunate circumstances that were presented. And, and if I can touch on COVID-19 and lockdown, whereabouts are you? Are you, are you back in New York? Yes, I'm back in New York, yes. I mean, we talk about that's one of the worst hit cities in the world. I mean, how is, um, how are you dealing with it in, in that regard? Um, just trying to stay as busy as possible, making sure me and my family is safe and, you know, the others around me, you know, giving back to the community a little bit, you know, trying yeah. to be less fortunate and things of that nature. So, you know, just trying to stay as busy as possible, you know, being a good, trying to be a good community leader and, you know, just help out as much as I can and, you know, just hope praying that we can get out these tough times that we're in. You know, it's unprecedented times right now. So just making sure that we can get out and strive and be better when we get out of this is, you know, our main focus. Are you um, staying fit? I mean, and even trying to, I mean, we, I'm not sure if you guys are, obviously we're, we're sort of easing restrictions in terms of isolation, but how are you sort of staying on top of your game in, in this current time? Um, well, luckily, you know, um, I have a, a work inside a juvenile justice facility and we don't have any kids right now, which is a good thing. So that I mean, no kid, no kids are locked up at this moment in our facility. So, you know, I can work out in the facility. We have a rec room and basketball court and things of that nature. And I just actually started running outside again, you know, cause it's been getting pretty nice. So, you know, just staying masked and gloved up as much as possible and, you know, just running outside, trying to stay conditioned for the season and, you know, just staying fine-tuned as much as possible. So I use a gym in my facility. So, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Sure. Um, always trying to find the positive and negative and even have, I've got two young kids of my own. And so I've been able to have the, uh, the I guess, the, the been fortunate enough to spend more time than I've ever done. And uh, congratulations on your arrival and uh, your newborn son, Grayson. How's that been to be able to ha enjoy that time? And obviously the, the hectic travel schedule of 3X3, you'd be in the midst of it and, and uh, doing that. I mean, how's that all been, spend that extra time with him? Um, it's amazing, you know, he's a, he's a great kid. Like any parent says, you know, he's a great kid. You know, he's so energetic and, you know, he lights my life up. You know, people say I normally don't smile enough, but he makes me smile all the time. And just watching <laughs> him grow and just seeing him, like he just start crawling and, you know, standing up. So. You know, it's pretty, it's awesome, you know, and if the season was going on, I, I wouldn't be able to see that. So I'm just happy to be able to catch these moments while I can with them and, you know, just spend some quality time and teach them new things and, you know, and, and not get enough sleep, you know, because he don't like to sleep. <laughs> For you sure. Know, before before we get into 3X3 and, and how's, and, and your incredible ride this, you know, last few seasons, I want to, uh, for those listeners that may not know, I want to ask you, I mean, how did it all start, your collegiate career? I mean, did it all start in New York? Um, and I obviously went to Fort Hayes, but can you just 
uh, touch on that a little bit. I mean, what's your basketball journey been like? Um, well, first, uh, it was high school. You know, I never played. I played like AU basketball and things of that nature, but I never played school basketball. So my first time was in my high school was playing like, you know, real seriously school basketball. Um, in the ninth grade, I got the, had a chance to play varsity basketball at Wiley High School. Um, had a real good career there. We did pretty well, you know, throughout the city. Um, in the public school athletic league, we did pretty well. Um, so that was good. Then I had a chance to um, play for Fashion, Fashion Institute of Technology, which is a, a junior college right here in New York. Um, you know, because I, I had a, a lot of D1 offers and, you know, that was a time of like SAT scores and, you know, I had like a lot of the schools that were looking at me were like real like Ivy League schools and, you know, schools that you know, involve you being great on your academic side and stuff of that nature. So, you know, I took the time. I felt that was better than, um, or was a little bit better than the looks I was getting. So I ended up going to prep school after that and after I went to prep, end up going to JUCO, which is fascinating with technology and just, you know, being one of the top players in, in our conference and, you know, through, and throughout the, the country. So um, I was missing a science class. I had a couple D1 looks that was interested in me and end up not taking, I'm missing a science class in my last semester and me being such a little bit, a lot of college coaches didn't want to take the risk and waiting for, waiting for, waiting for them summer classes to be over. So, um, you know, I was always in tune with the academic side, but, you know, just me missing that one class kind of messed me up as far as, you know, my, my D1 eligibility. So I ended up going to Fort Hay State University. You know, my, my coach there, you know, he instilled in me, like he had a great selling point. And, you know, you can go to like the low D1s and, you know, you could have a chance, you know, not to win. You know what I mean? You, know, you can come to this D2 program and honestly make a difference and, you know, have a chance to, you know, make a name for yourself and play against, uh, you play against Kansas University, K-State University, um, when they were in Kansas was number one in the country when we played there. So, you know, it was pretty dope when they had Sharon Collin, Cole Aldridge, and the Morris twins, and Xavier Henry, you know, they had a couple lottery picks that was there. So, um, you know, I ended up picking for Hay State, which was one of the best opportunities I had in my life. You know, the fans there were great, the people there were, um, the coaching staff there was great. You know, they pushed me and I also pushed them, you know, just dealing with a kid from New York, which was, which was kind of new for them, an inner city kid from New York. And me just being strong-willed and me having my perception of things that I needed and wanted to do. And, you know, like the coaches gave me an opportunity and I flourished in it. It was All-American there at Fort Hayes State University. And then after that, um, ended up go playing for the Netherlands, going to play in the Netherlands and the tournament out there. And after the Netherlands, I ended up going going to Germany and playing in Germany. So and then after Germany, um, ended up breaking my foot actually. Um, well, actually, I, I was playing in a like a street ball tournament out here. I ended up getting elbowed and like messing up my my whole grill and stuff like that. So oh, wow. yeah, so in the midst of that, I ended up um, breaking my foot. So I was kind of out for the season. Um, the next season because it was until December. So I just took time rehabbing and, you know, that basically was the process as far as my, you know, basketball career went. And after I got better, you know, a, a lot of the coaches, they also want to know, like, you know, what were you doing? So while well, I was hurt and I really wasn't doing much because I was hurt, I was in a cast and yeah. things of nature. 
And again, it came to me being a little guard again, and you know, just and they want to know, and I didn't have I didn't have the right agents to you know put me in, in positions to do well. So I had to end up having a chance to play with the Harlem Globetrotters, and you know, I did that, and I enjoyed that. Um, traveled the world um, with those guys, and they presented an opportunity to me that was real great. And I just wanted like a more competitive aspect as far as basketball. So um, just luckily, like before me going on to the next season, I um, had a chance to participate in a 3x3 event, which our team manager actually threw. It was something really, really new, you know, with the masters and everything. And so um, when we jumped into that, we actually won her event and got a chance to go to Mexico. And then from there, playing in Mexico, you know, it really put us on every every year. We've been in Mexico City ever ever since. And after that, we just threw on a different city, year, piece by piece, year by year, you know what I mean? So year by year, we just gained a new city and just learned. So that's how we kind of built the name and things of that nature. So, so one, I mean, and you obviously talked about that. One, the street ball element. I mean, you played in that and um, assuming you've, taking parts of that you've been playing street ball your whole life especially being in new york and that proud history um that street ball culture really resides in new york right but sure. i mean what were your first sort of impressions of 3x3 um yeah like first, back then it, it was it was really new so you know like i, I loved it you know what i mean like i like i we came in and when our first events was like a masters and we ended up actually losing to a buzzer beater to a really great American team. That's when it was uh, like one or two more American teams in Denver and um, the kid called Vanilla, uh, the Manila, it was something like the, I, I forgot. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Derek Griffin. And, you know, he was like a great shooter and Paris Kyle's, he plays on the Minnesota team. We ended up playing against those guys and um, we actually beat them in a, in a, um, regular season and then they came and they beat us in a chip off a crazy buzzer beat and after that you know I just knew it was just something that I wanted to keep pursuing and it just got bigger every year and you know like I said we added on a different city so it was just it was real special to just be a part of it and everybody in the states one like as they see in highlights and things of that nature I was just learning as well as I was going along and learning the different rules and things of that nature and it really just stuck so I really loved it I actually had a lot of opportunities to go play five on five after because of this three x three competitions and you know I kind of turned that down because this is something that I wanted to really engage and focus on. What 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 do you think you've been so successful? I mean, is it from yeah the street ball sort of nature that you've played? I mean, obviously you've spoken about your successful collegiate career, but I mean you're an absolute superstar at three x three right now. What, what what do you think has been able to help? Um, just. A mindset you know like a, a lot a lot of hard work i do a lot of i work hard you know what i mean that's something that i look forward to that's something that i uh instill in myself is to give it all and you know just different circumstances as far as like as i explained like with schools and stuff like that me just being a little guard and you know people sort of not want to take the chance because i'm not a six five guard and you know that's more appealing to the eye so just crafting my skill and just putting in the time is something that I always, you know, just instilled in myself and just keep getting better and present myself for new opportunities. Let's talk about that then, mindset. You led the led the tour, world tour in game winners last year. I mean, what's your mindset there? I'm, I'm imagining you want the ball in your hands as that comes down. I mean, what's your mindset like? Yes, sir, and I hate losing. I, I really, really hate it. 
that's, that's something I, I don't I do I do not like. So you know, I definitely want to put my position in teams to you know be successful. And you know, I'm I feel I'm the leader. I'm the leader on the team. So you know, those guys depend on me just as well as I depend on them. So you know, I just try to put my best foot forward every time. Sure. And on the other side of that, I mean, do you look at it and there's that? Yeah, that mentality. Um, you're you're smaller guard. Um, three x three. You know that you can't be hidden. Mismatches all the time. Yeah, you know, there's a chance people aren't are going to try and attack you defensively, which I think is wrong because you you hold your own, especially you know strength wise. What's what's that mentality when you know? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to attack uh, me defensively. You know, a lot of people. You know, they see my stature, and you know, I guess you know people see videos of new people. But, you know, three x three is a competitive sport, so you know a lot of people. Yeah. You know, talk a lot, so you know. They think, you know, it might be a little easy, but, you know, I have fun proving those guys wrong. Like I said, I, I'm a very competitive person, and I hate being on the losing side of things, so I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to win that game. So, you know, people find out, you know, sooner than later, you know, that it's not as easy as they think it will be. For sure. Now let's, let's go take it back last year. Obviously a massive year um, with New York Harlem last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you guys won the most World Tour events as a team. Um, and and just I guess dominated in a way and, and a completely different year obviously adding more and more tournaments I mean talk to me about that obviously massive year for New York Harbour as well as on your own self being the MVP of the World Tour I mean how was all that? Um, that was great you know just being selected by my peers and by the fans to be MVP I never expected it you know it was a great opportunity for me and it showed that a lot of hard work came to fruition you know my guys we put in a lot of time you know like most of the, like, of our previous years, like I said, we only did one or two events and, and things of that nature. And it's, it wasn't as big here in the U.S., so we didn't have a lot, we don't have a lot of sponsors and things of that sort. So just getting to these different places and just with the allocations and, and how we did the previous year, it catapulted us to go to a lot of these places. So we took the game way more serious, you know what I mean? Um, we always did well in the events that we went to, but as far as the practicing and the individuals and and critiquing our craft and, you know, watching game field, learning different things from our opponents and, and putting my teammates in spots is something that I really wanted to perfect. You know what I mean? So that's something that, that helped us out a lot. You know what I mean? As far as then we took everything a lot more seriously since we were being seen more on the world tour stage. You feel like that's been the biggest difference is just having more and more tournaments. So, I mean, obviously you've been now more and more experienced in terms of that, because that's been a huge difference, say, compared to 2018 to 19, I'd imagine. Yeah, now. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's more tournaments. But like I said, it was, it was just a mindset. You know what I mean? We, we came in second place in a lot, a lot of different things. And, you know, that wasn't something that we, we enjoyed. You know what I mean? We do so well and get a lot of different people. And the teams that we beat, they were winning these events. So those situations kind of put us in, you know, we want we wanted to, you know, showcase our talent, you know what I mean? And, you know, we've seen so many different teams from the number one team to the number two team. And, you know, we were just always just right there, you know, as far as like winning and stuff like that. So, you know, we know we had to tweak some things in our game and, you know, how we do things and how we move as a unit. So, you know, that's what made us more successful. Talking about areas in the event already traveled, Netherlands and Jeremy, I mean, is Mexico City one of your favorite spots? Because that's where it sort of all started. But what, what's been your favorite spot traveling thus far or World Tour event? Um, 
to be honest, uh, one of my favorites was uh, Novisat last year. Um, you know, it's, it's like a real basketball culture out there. You know, that's where, you know, you feel like 3x3 really started and the competition out there was was great. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of those, and those guys, um, the fans loved them. You know what I mean? So I said, see, and we loved them. And, you know, we beat Limon in the semi, in the semifinals and lost to Novisat in the in the championship, but just those fans, they passion for the game. You know, we had some crazy games up there and they loved you. And then when you played a serving team, they hated you. So, you know, it kind of took us back to like being in New York, you know what I mean? One minute they love you, the next minute they hate you, you know what I mean? So it was, you know, it was our ideal situation and things of that nature. So it was pretty dope. I love Novi Sad. Novi Sad was real nice. Um, Romania was good. Bucharest was, uh, was also, it was nice. Um, we had a great time out there. Riga was also, a good time for us. Um, we pretty much enjoy like you know every different place that we've been to, but I want to I want to pinpoint those places. You know what I mean? Like Novi Sad was a it was a great tournament, and we enjoyed the atmosphere out there and then their basketball culture, things of that nature. You uh, it might be then an easy question: Is that who you sort of love playing against? Novi Sad, Dasan, and Nasrovich, and yeah, I mean obviously. For sure, you know, yeah. if you can be the best, you gotta you gotta beat the best. And like I said, uh, we have like I try to instill in my guys just that that competitive nature. You know what I mean? Like we want to see anybody, and we ain't ducking no wreck. You know what I mean? So if we got to see the number one, the number ninety nine, number the three hundred team, you know, we gonna try to come out and perform and you know put our best foot forward every single time. Now let's talk about Princeton. Um, there's obviously a rivalry, and we've seen that. I mean, the, the success of USA basketball was, was was huge last year. I mean, how's that been? And then we'll obviously talk about the USA national team in that regard. But how's that little healthy rivalry between two teams? I think it's I think it's really well. You know, like especially for like being around the world. You know what I mean? Like these are guys we can honestly play, like take a 10 minute drive and play against most of these guys, you know, with Zaire and Craig being from New York. And, you know, like we, we see these guys at just regular tournaments and things of that nature out here. So, you know, just seeing them doing so well and, you know, them doing like a great job and playing hard and, you know, their different schemes and, you know, how they progress throughout everything. And, you know, those are all great guys and you know, we've grown real close over the years. So just, you know, seeing and competing against those guys is always great. And we know that, you know, we're putting on for something bigger than ourselves as well. You know what I mean? Just being two of the only American teams, like really, really on hard on the circuit. So, you know, we know we putting ourselves in position to compete for our country. So, you know, it's always, always great playing against those guys and, you know, just picking their brains and, they're, they're great competitors, just like we are. So, you know, we enjoy it and we take on every task when we, when we go against one another. Sure, I mean, and obviously USA basketball winning World Cup last year and congratulations on your, you know, uh, Pan Am Games gold medal and sort of celebrations that obviously meant a lot to you as well. I mean, how is, yeah, representing countries at the pinnacle, I think, of, every, of anything. Uh, talk to me about that, that selection of the Pan, I mean, winning Pan Am Games. Um, did you watch the World Cup? I mean, yeah, talk to me about all those emotions. Um, yeah, uh, I was I was very in tune to the World Cup. And, you know, like I said, just a, I'm a competitor, so I definitely wanted to be a part of that team. But all those guys, you know, they aren't they, they aren't they spot there. And, you know, they did their thing. So, like I said, from any great basketball player, you always going to learn from others. So I just learned 
and just, you know, just stayed in the gym and just perfected my craft. So when I had my opportunity to be called um, in the Pan Am games, um, you know, it started off kind of, it's sort of kind of rough as far as, you know, gameplay and just us getting to know each other in the short window. But, you know, we got the ultimate goal and that was that gold medal. And, you know, that was life changing for me, you know, where I'm from, you can't really see, uh, I know a gold medalist. So, you know, something to make my city proud, my country proud, my family proud. So, you know, putting USA on across your chest and representing something bigger than yourself, that was a dream come true. Because I was just going through it, you guys finished up four and three. So what, you guys started a little bit slow or? Yeah, we, um, we won our first game and lost the next, I want to say the next two. And yeah, who'd lose to Puerto Rico? Yeah, we lost to Puerto Rico um, and I think Brazil as well. Brazil. Oh, wow, okay. So, like I said, it was real rough to just learn because those guys actually played on the circuit and they played together and things of that nature. Us, we would just, you know, just, and we had a couple of G League guys who it was kind of new to them, but they were very skilled and they're right, you know what I mean? With Sheldon Jeter and, and, and John Optius, you know, they were really skilled. And, you know, it was kind of new for them as far as like 3x3 culture and things of that nature. So, you know, just getting in tune and like the skill skill level was there, you know what I mean? Just putting a little tweaks and little touches on on certain things. You know, we rallied, we rallied the last day and we knew our talent spoke for itself. So, you know, just it was just putting the game plan in place and making sure we follow through. And, you know, we, we really did that on that last um, pool stage. And it, it always is unique and sometimes, uh, I guess, it's enjoyable to see a guy that's traditionally five on five and a bit of a superstar then come into 3x3 and think, you know, they're going to be able to take over. Because it is, I think, such a vastly, vastly different game. And then, what I mean, you're right, like once you fix up your nuances a little bit, you become really good. But it's always interesting to try and see guys transition over. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a hard transition. Uh, a lot of people don't really understand, but they play they play the game. They've been to different, you know. Um, it, it was just like us when we first started out. Like we've been to like one or two places, and you know we got the feel of everything. But you know, after those one or two places, you don't really go to many. But those guys are very good, and, they, and they're right. And you know, they're still doing great things. Like they're playing in the G League and playing overseas, and John is playing in Germany and doing very well out there. Like. The skill, the skill level was there, you know what I mean? It was just, like I said, just as a team, we were just going together and just putting those certain things together in, in a short window, you know, that was that was very important. And like I said, day by day, we put it all together, you know? So it was it was pretty dope to see and, you know, build a great bond with, uh, build a great bond with those guys. And of course, I know Kareem and love Kareem, you know, it was good finally playing with him then against him, you know what I mean? Because he's very skilled and he knows the game very well. And, uh, and his IQ level was immense, and just as well as his his capabilities on that court. So, you know, it was pretty it was pretty dope. You know, I loved every every second of it. Sure. Now, Olympics. I mean, congratulations to make the Olympic team qualifying uh, team. I mean, incredible. And we're talking about that. So, congratulations about that. I mean, and let's talk about the the many layers regarding that. Talk to me about that that selection camp. I mean, I. You're talking Princeton, Harlan. I'm sure there would have been a fair few other people. I mean, how was it? Um, those sessions. I mean, go run through it. I mean, it was a chance physical. to represent the country at the Olympics. I mean, I can imagine it was intense. 
it was it was real physical you know it was it was pretty dope um they put us through some some great drills and we just got after and we competed you know what i mean like i said we all know each other from off the circuit and some with our daily lives so you know it was just it was pretty dope just to have the opportunity and for all of us just to have that usa across our chest you know it, it, it put an eff- uh, extra emphasis on the things we needed to do and put it into put each and every one of us in position to try to put on for our country so you know we was definitely getting after it it was a pretty it was amazing usa basketball put a dope training camp together we actually had a chance to go check out some all-star activity events and things of that so it was nothing but a1 quality things when we out there so that only made the play that more more intense so it was pretty cool and how did you find out about your selection? I mean, talk to me about that about that moment. Um, I was actually in the airport on my way back to New York, and I got the call. So, you know, um, much I could say, I was the happiest man, man alive at that point. You know what I mean? So it was pretty. It was pretty dope. You know, just getting back on the plane, heading back to New York. You not knowing. You know, your nerves is getting to you, and you just don't know. You know, I mean, everybody played pretty well, and everybody did their thing. So. You know, it was just all about putting the team together and putting your, your work first. So, you know, I know I left it all out on the court. So just to receive that phone call, it was a, it was a blessing. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I was from area. I usually try to sleep on the flights. I couldn't even sleep on the way back because I was so excited about the opportunity. Call, first call, did you call your family, obviously, and just mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, yeah, talk yeah. About, talk to me about that. Yeah, I had um, – Called my fiance and I had to, you know, speak to see my son and you know just talk to talk to him, and you know he don't he don't really understand now, but you know it's something <laughs> he can put on the Jones name and something he can be proud of his father about. So, you know, I mean that was that was number one for me, and you know that was pretty dope. And I called my dad, which has always been you know my supporter when it comes to basketball, and you know and always pushed me to do great things. So, you know, they were pretty excited. So when they got excited, you know, it only increased my enthusiasm behind everything. So I don't think I can get more happier, but just to see everything. And, you know, my friends and family, you know, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Now, unfortunately, obviously, the, the Olympic qualifying tournament has been postponed until, uh, yeah, the, the hopefully the near future in India or wherever it may be. I mean, that range of emotions, I mean, have the correspondence of USA basketball, is it going to be the same squad or, I mean, like, are they, I mean, talk to me about that. I mean, obviously in July, it would have been a chance or a high chance you would have been in Tokyo, you know, on that court with one of the gold medal favorites. I mean, how's that been? It was, it was pretty disappointing because, you know, we, we were actually, we actually got together and and working out and was working out together out in LA and me, Canyon and Robbie and Kameem and we was like getting after it and, you know, we were so bummed when we got the news that, you know, that it was postponed and because we didn't, we knew how serious it was, but, you know, we, we was, we were hoping, you know what I mean, as far as being a basketball player and, you know, you just hope everything just falls in line. And like I said, this is unprecedented, unprecedented times and nobody ever expected it to be this long or this severe and, you know, God bless all the casualties, all the people that passed during this time and everybody that's going through rough times at this moment. So, you know, we didn't expect it to be this big. So just, you know, we're working out and just getting this news, you know, it was definitely a bummer. And, you know, but our safety was first and USA Basketball made sure. And they told us, like, your safety is first and, and more than anything. And so we'll get, we'll reconvene when everything gets back to, to normal. 
Well, no, it's a bit, I mean, and last year, and I mean, America's a, a basketball powerhouse. It's like, you know, traditional five four. What I mean, you spoke about Harlem obviously going, why have you seen, I guess, um, yeah, like the dominance of USA basketball has always been that talent. Have you seen it's because of number of tournaments, more focus, more exposure? I mean, what do you think it, it's been? Um, yes, uh, obviously, it's, like I said, it's always been a powerhouse, but like I said, it's, it's a different game. You know, every just because you can play basketball, don't mean you can play three x three. You know, what I mean that's one of my one of my big sayings that that I go about. Every every basketball player sees it and they think, oh yeah, I can do this. And you know, it's not about necessarily about your skill level. It's a, it's a mentality that you must carry. You know, what I mean when you when you're playing this game, because no game is a pushover. Of course, you have to be in in great shape. And like I say, you have to be good. You know, what I mean it's not an extra two people to help you out on defense or help you out on offense. So. You know, a lot of people don't take that more serious enough to understand that part right there. So for that, you know, that transition part for everybody is not the same. And of course, if you, some people might get it, some people might not. You know what I mean? It's just like five, it's just like five on five. You know what I mean? You might not get it. So that's that's the main thing people, I think they, they lose track of or that 3x3 focus. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's a different animal when you're out there. Absolutely, no doubt. Mate, um, unfortunately, we're going to run out of time. I could speak to you for a, for a considerable while longer. But I just want to um, obviously thank you on behalf of 3x3 Hustle uh, for your time and obviously understand how to, um, yeah, precious that time, especially taking away from your family. But I really appreciate time as well and want to wish you and good luck with USA Basketball New York Harlem. Not, hopefully not against myself or our Australian team, but I want to wish you on behalf, on behalf of us um, good luck in that regard. Um, for all of our listeners, thank you. And viewers, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of 3X3 uh, Hustle um, pod- podcast. Um, please tune in to all of our social media channels and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 3X3 Hustle. Well, thanks again, uh, Dom. You've been absolutely unreal. It was great to get an insight into more so your life. But yeah, again, good luck from us. I appreciate you and be safe and to everybody out there.